the 1.0 version of the We're Not Professionals mock draft. So I look forward for us doing our ranking show because we can talk about how we feel about certain guys and how we're higher on the industry than some, you know, in, in some cases. But for now, we got this mock draft and I'm super excited. First overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars go with Justin... Welcome to the WNP Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mitchelson, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how are we feeling on this lovely Sunday morning? Yes, I said Sunday morning. A little weird. We're recording a little bit early, but that's completely fine because we've got a mock draft today. And mock drafts, you know, you don't got to wait for breaking news because mock drafts are here and now. We're coming at you, Chase. How you feeling? I am doing swell, actually. You know, appreciate you asking. As of right now, I am swell. We are recording early because uh, I'm getting a little operation done, so we're not going to be able to record as we would normally on Tuesday. I'll be recovering. So, you know, we're, we're doing it now. It's a mock draft. Don't have to worry about anything. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure by the time we finish this, though, there's going to be something that we could have talked about, you know, like, oh, my God, Tom Brady just bought the uh, Carolina Panthers and then traded for Deshaun Watson by giving up Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson and they gave Matt Rule too. You know that that's probably what's going to happen by the time we're done recording this. Yeah, and I I think that Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be like talked about as the fourth best quarterback by the time this releases and the Jags are probably going to trade their pick to the Patriots or something. Um, we're, we're going to miss something, but that's okay. Um, a mock draft coming up the 1.0 version of the, we're not professionals mock drafts. And before we get into that, Chase, I just want to talk about your bidet. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Chase, you got a bidet and we've always been wipe guys. So if you didn't know, Get rid of the toilet paper, go to wipes. And I told my family this, and my dad actually thought I was crazy. He is now a big wipe fan, and it's hard to blame him. I mean, they're so great. But, Chase, your dad just hooked up a bidet for you in, what, like two hours ago? And you haven't been able to use it yet, but you did say it looks like there's quite a bit of force. Uh, I'm excited to get the, the first reaction from you when you finally use it. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to record myself using it, to be honest, um, like as I first do it so you can see how my face actually works. <laughs> but I mean, the, the thing like can shoot out, you know, nicely cleaned up or it can shoot like a freaking fire hose. It, it's got some it's got some force. Um, so I, I'm excited to try it out. It's because, you know, it's going to make it easier for me post post operation to handle my business, if you know what I mean. Um, but go, going back to the white discussion real quick. Huge white guy. I've been a white guy my whole life. You know, I've mentioned it to you before. I mentioned friends before, before you started to use them and you were even a little hesitant, but then you tried them out and you fell in love and like it just takes just one, one try and, and you're hooked and you can't stop. So maybe this bidet will be a similar type of thing, which could be an issue because like if all of a sudden I love it and I just can literally only use the bathroom at my house, we might have some issues. <laughs> that would be a big problem. And hey, not a sponsor. If they want to, that'd be huge. But dude wipes, the best wipes out there. 
Go ahead and try Fair. them. I, I know that uh, on Amazon, uh, you can get them for pretty cheap, actually, like a three-pack or a six-pack, pretty cheap. And ever since I found how cheap they are on Amazon, I haven't gone back. It's great. But, Chase, we'll stop talking about our butts and move on to actual football conversation here. So, as we said, Mock Draft 1.0 by We're Not Professionals coming today. Uh, however, I do have to preface this. These are not who we think the team should take. These are the, the players that we think the teams will take. These are not our rankings. This is not who we think is the best quarterback or the second best quarterback or anything. We're going to save our opinions for the rankings. We're just going based on team need, based on uh, you know player rankings that we're seeing amongst scouts in the league. We're going based off that for our, our 1.0 mock because, Chase, I know you probably would do differently if it was you as the GM of certain teams, whereas, you know, a mock, we can't really do that. Oh, yeah, it's, you know, some of these picks are the picks I would make if it were me as anyway, but, you know, uh, there's plenty others that are just the from what rumors that we're hearing, the way the draft falls, um, what kind of what we think is going to happen. So I look forward for us doing our ranking show because we can talk about how we feel about certain guys and how we're higher on the industry than some, you know, in, in some cases. But for now, we got this mock draft and I'm super excited. Absolutely. And, and make sure to look out for our rankings coming up, because if you didn't know, Justin Herbert was actually our favorite quarterback from last year. And it looks like he's done pretty well for himself. Uh, but Chase, we'll hop into the mock. Uh, how we're going to do this, we're going to go through the first five picks one at a time. Uh, and then we're going to start splitting it up a little bit, uh, talking a couple picks at a time and so forth. But obviously, the top five picks, always the most important in the draft. So we'll start with number one as the Jacksonville. Oh, let me preface this as well. Sorry. Uh, no trades in our first mock draft. 1.0 WNP mock draft. No trades. So first overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars go with Justin, not 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 Justin Fields. You silly Shut goose! The hell up. Uh, they're going with Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. Yeah, I mean this is the obvious choice. Trevor Lawrence, he's the number one pick. He's he's the best player in this draft class. Uh, you know, at least in terms of positional value and and talent combined. Um, you might argue that someone is a better prospect over him. Um, you know, if you want to argue that case, that's fine. But regardless, Trevor Lawrence is a hell of a QB prospect, one of the better ones that we've seen. He's he, there's there's someone or excuse me, he's someone who does not have very many, if any, holes in his game. Um, he doesn't do everything at an absolutely elite level. He does everything at a high level. Something he does at an elite level. You know, he's got underrated athleticism. He reads the field well. You know, he, he could use, a, you know, a little more power on his ball. He could use a little more touch when throwing downfield. But regardless, it's not something that you should consider like a major, consider a major issue in his game. Um, everything he's got is going to translate to the NFL. He's going to be ready to go day one. He's going to be one of the better rookies that we've seen in a long time at the quarterback position. Um, you know, Herbert had a great season. Maybe he can compete for Herbert's numbers and records. I don't know. He certainly got the talent around him in Jacksonville, but we shall see what he does. Absolutely. And Chase, I don't want to talk too much on it, but and we'll, we'll try to save most of it for the rankings. But I have seen media recently talk about Zach Wilson and is he a better prospect than Trevor Lawrence? And no. I feel like that's one that is just super simple. Why is that a narrative right now? I, I don't know. Dude, I, I've seen people compare Zach Wilson to Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, are you on meth? Because Zach Wilson... 
he might have the fourth strongest arm in this draft class. So like in terms of, you know, throw power, Trey Lance has the strongest arm in the draft class, uh, deep ball, like Zach Wilson, you know, he throws it like Joe Burrow does where he places it very well, but Trey Lance still has a better deep ball than him too. So like just trying to compare him to Mahomes makes no sense. Yeah, I've seen those comparisons as well, and people saying uh, he had a Joe Burrow-like season. However, he wasn't playing in the SEC, but I'll leave it at that um, as we move on to the number two pick. The New York Jets, they're taking with Zach Wilson, the guy we were just talking about, quarterback out of BYU. Uh, a, A lot of comparisons we just talked about. Sounds like we might be a little bit down on him from what you just heard, but we think he can be a pretty good quarterback prospect here. Oh, I still think he will be a very solid NFL starter. Um, I don't think he's going to be like a bad player. I don't know if he's going to be a super high end player, but he, he's got that, you know, ability to be a true good NFL starter, a team that or a quarterback that can help a team get to a, tr- a championship, maybe win a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, full disclosure, he's my number four QB in this class. Um, but, you know, we, we've seen that the Jets love him. And if they're going QB, sounds like he would be the guy unless they could get Trevor Lawrence somehow, which obviously isn't going to happen. Um, so, and like, we, we think that Sam Darnold's gone. I, I, are you in that same boat at least? Yeah. I, I think that's why we did Zach Wilson because yeah. we thought Sam Darnold probably on the move, the GM over with the New York jets did not draft Sam Darnold. He probably wants to get his own guy. So I, I think that's why we went Zach Wilson here. Uh, a lot of mocks have Zach Wilson in the same spot, but you got to think if they're keeping Sam Darnold, why wouldn't they go a Penny Sewell or a Jamar Chase or a Devontae Smith? So uh, that's just our thoughts from the GM side. We feel like he probably wants to get his own guy. Yeah. So Zach Wilson make a ton of sense here. Absolutely. All right, Chase. Number three, the Miami Dolphins. This is where a lot of mock drafts shift. A lot of mock drafts differ. We went with adding more talent on the outside for Tua as we go Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU. Yeah, so if, if you want Tua to be your guy, if you want him to be your future starter, your franchise quarterback, um, he's not going to be a guy who carries your team. He's going to be a guy who can, if he gets to the ceiling, he can play well enough where the weapons around him are able to get stuff done and they can have some success. So get him as much talent as you can. Get him as, as deep a receiver core as you can, as deep as a running back group as you can, as deep as a tight end group that you can. Adding Jamar Chase, you know, it gives him that number one X receiver. He can, well, he can really line up anywhere on the field, to be honest. Um, but he, he can play the X role. He can play in the slot if you need him to. Uh, he, he can be your true alpha number one receiver. He automatically demands the, the attention of the number one cornerback on every team that you play against. And he can still beat a lot of those guys. So he he's ready to be day one, uh, you know, a day one starter, a day one Pro Bowl type player. He, I wouldn't be surprised if in the right situation, he has a Justin Jefferson type of impact. Uh, especially if t- if he goes to the Dolphins and Tua takes a you know a jump in the right direction, we could really see that happen. Yeah, and there's a lot of places the Dolphins could go here. They could go offensive line. They could go wide receiver like we have them doing. They could even go quarterback if they don't think Tua is the guy. However, we think that the Dolphins' front office are invested in Tua, and we also think that they don't see the offensive line as big of an issue as, you know, say a team like the Bengals do. So they want to add more weapons for Tua rather than more protection, which, you know, really isn't even lacking at this point. So uh, that's why we went Jamar Chase here. Chase next up, the Atlanta Falcons as they go Justin Fields, quarterback out of Ohio State. Yeah, so this, this is another spot where, you know, who knows what's going to happen. They could go quarterback. They they could go with a defensive player. They could go with an offensive player. Um, 
you know, it, it's it's kind of up in the air. I think it would be smart for them to go quarterback. Um, Justin Fields, he could start day one, but I don't think he has to start day one. I think he honestly might be better if you let him sit, kind of watch. Um, maybe he can take over midseason. Maybe they can trade Matt Ryan at that point. Matt Ryan's still good enough to be an NFL quarterback, um, but like you, you don't have to like as a GM, you don't have to worry about playing rookies right away. It's about them being there for the long haul. So Justin Fields gives him time to sit back. He's still got to work on some you know spots of his game. He needs to work on his decision making. He needs to be a little more confident throwing the ball. He can learn those things behind Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan's good with both of those things. If he gets a full season just sitting, uh, he could really develop into the best quarterback in this draft class. Yeah, another position where a lot of different things can happen. They could go offensive line. They could go wide receiver. They could go defense. They could go quarterback like we have them doing. I just think that as the front office, seeing a guy with the potential that Justin Fields has, you can't pass on him, especially because there's still people in the Atlanta organization that miss Michael Vick from when they drafted him early on in the 2000s. So uh, Justin Fields, our pick for the Falcons. We now move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. This is probably the second easiest pick of the draft, only behind Trevor Lawrence. And that's Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle out of Oregon. Dream situation for the Bengals. Dream situation. You know, they can only pray and hope that this happens. Uh, there'll be no point in the Bengals training up, to be honest. So they just need to wait. Hopefully, Penny's will fall to five. If he doesn't, trade out of the spot uh, because it just, like, you can get better value. It wouldn't be worth, you know, picking guy here. You could trade this pick to someone who wants a quarterback and they can grab the last quarterback. Um, but if Penny's was here, that's an easy just run up to the podium and even take time to deliberate. He's someone who's going to be ready to go day one. He can pass block. He can run block. He does everything you need him to do. I, I think since he, that's the number one thing they got to address, obviously. Joe Burrow not been able to stay healthy because of that protection. So they go here. Easy slam dunk pick. Chase, we'll now move on through six through ten. Uh, I think we'll take this one one at a time as well because some of these teams, we got to discuss the number six pick, the Eagles. They just made a trade to get rid of Carson Wentz. However, Jalen Hurts still needs to compete for the job, is what the coach said. I'm not sure why, but what we did here in our mock was to help out Jalen Hurts at a receiver, Devontae Smith out of Bama. Yeah, so this one, this is where you know we, we could see a quarterback here. If some reason Justin Fields falls here, um, because if Justin Fields doesn't go to the Falcons, he will then this, that's an easy pick. Um, they could go Trey Lance, still available. I, I don't see that being impossible, but if they're going to draft a quarterback, I think they need to draft somebody uh, different. Um, you know, like, I, I, I don't think Justin Fields or Trey Lance should be their quarterback because they've they've got Jalen Hurts. I think they need two different types of quarterbacks competing for that job. They'd be better off signing someone in free agency, uh, bringing to compete there, and then give whoever wins that job, uh, uh, you know, the Heisman winner, Devontae Smith, a, a younger guy who could be a true alpha number one receiver in the NFL. Uh, he'll be ready to go day one. He, he'll demand the team's number one cornerback yet again, just like Jamar Chase, just kind of at a slightly lower level, I believe. Uh, maybe even bigger than slightly. I know Mike uh, is a little bit closer than I am on the two. But regardless, Devontae Smith is a very ready prospect. Uh, whoever's the quarterback for the Eagles can have a great weapon here. Yeah, and you can't really mess up with either of the top three wide receivers, in my opinion. Uh, this isn't going to be a Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson type situation because I see the top three, even the top four wide receivers in the draft, all panning out, all being very good prospects and all being NFL ready. So Eagles fans, you can relax because... 
taking the Heisman winner at number six to help out Jalen Hurts on that offense, uh, it's it's not going to be a Rager situation. But Chase, we'll move on to the Detroit Lions. Uh, like we said, can't trade up, can't trade down. So the Lions go with Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. You know, if, if the Lions pick here, this is the right choice. Uh, they should 100% move out of the spot unless something crazy happens. If like if Jamar Chase falls to them, then that'd be great. Um, maybe even Devontae Smith I'd be okay with, but I prefer Jamar Chase by a decent chunk, so I'd prefer that. Uh, but since I don't think either of those will happen, the Lions need to trade out of the spot. Since we can't do that here, Micah Parsons makes sense. Uh, there's a big hole at linebacker. Really, like the linebacker core for the Detroit Lions is atrocious. When Gerard Davis or um, what's his face, Jelani Tavai are, you know, your, your two like best linebackers in terms of, you know, middle linebackers, off ball linebackers. That's not great. You know, Micah Parsons can come in. He can be that off ball linebacker. He, he can get to the quarterback if you need him to. Uh, he, you know, he, he's a very good linebacker. He's ready to go day one. Um, but I, I don't know. I just for some reason, I've always had a feeling this pick if they made it wouldn't work out. I don't know why. And the Lions here might be the hardest pick to predict, honestly. There's so many different places they could go. Uh, You mentioned wide receiver, obviously, Galladay, Marvin Jones, not on contract right now. Their top two receivers might not return. Uh, I would expect one of them to. Uh, I could be be wrong, though. Maybe neither do. Uh, So they could go wide receiver here. Micah Parsons, a great linebacker who could fit in Detroit because their linebacking core isn't great. You could also see a guy like Patrick Sertain. Maybe they go back-to-back corners, build a elite secondary with Okuda and Sertain, and then the quarterback option is always there too. If they don't think that Jared Goff is the guy, he's just a transition guy, maybe you go Trey Lance. But we went Micah Parsons here, a tough one to predict and definitely one to keep an eye on as we get closer and closer to the draft. But Chase, we now go to the Carolina Panthers. I feel like this might be the best situation here. This might be one of my favorite picks for the current situation. That's Trey Lance going to the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, other than Trevor Lawrence, first overall, this is my, actually my favorite pick of the draft. Um, the Panthers right now, they're, they're making a lot of moves. They're trying to clear up cap. It seems like they're going to be making a push for a quarterback. You know, they, they, they'll probably push for Deshaun Watson. If that happens, obviously this pick won't be made. Uh, but if that doesn't happen, they can't get Deshaun Watson. They can't get a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is not the guy. You got to look for someone new. Trey Lance has the highest upside of probably anybody in this draft, regardless of position. Uh, you know, he, he has the best arm. He has the best, ac- uh, best throw power. He has the best deep accuracy of the draft. Um, you know, th- his main problem is he, he played a lower level competition, so you know, people are worried, does it directly translate to the NFL? And then when it came, you know, to him reading the field, he locked onto his first read more often than he didn't. Uh, that's something that quarterbacks can learn to get out of. Um, you know, we, we've seen it happen with quarterbacks. You know, Patrick Mahomes, he he was a little bit uh, guilty of doing that as a prospect and then coming to the NFL. They started reading defenses a little better and he started, you know, reading the field more. Uh, so we could see that type of thing with Trey Lance, too. Um, he's a very Josh Allen-esque type prospect. He's my favorite quarterback in the draft. Um, I, I really like what he can do, and I think one day he very well might be the best player out of this draft. I'm interested to see what would have happened if he didn't play that one game in this past season because it was a tough game for him. He threw his first pick in his college career, and it was a game that kind of proved the doubters a little bit right. Um, I wonder if he'd be any higher if he didn't play that game. I kind of feel like he didn't. 
and he didn't drop that far, only to eight. So uh, I, I thought the game would have had a more um, difficult impact on him. But right now it's looking like it it hasn't. Yeah, and like it, it's, it's interesting to think about because if he wouldn't have played in it, I don't like think it makes any difference than him playing in it because sure he you know he struggled, but there's enough sample size, enough of the raw tools, enough of you know like what you've seen on film to that it really doesn't matter. One bad game happens. Every quarterback has bad games. Trevor Lawrence had bad games, and he's considered this great unreal prospect. And obviously, he played more games than Trey Lance, but he also had more bad games than Trey Lance, and also different level of competition. I know, blah blah blah, whatever it is, what it is. Um, but I don't think that it matters too much. Um, you know, NFL teams, they like they already have their thoughts on Trey Lance. Some teams we know are in, some teams we know are out. Um, it just if you feel like you can develop that quarterback like Josh Allen was developed up in Buffalo, then you have a true franchise QB on your hands. And what a nightmare it would be if Deshaun Watson and Carolina did unite as you were talking, you know, a couple minutes ago, because uh, that would just throw our whole mock draft off. But oh, yeah. Obviously, recording on Sunday, episode releasing on Thursday. Let's just hope that doesn't happen. But Chase, <laughs> we move on to the number nine pick. This is the Denver Broncos, um, another team that could go multiple routes. However, we have them going with Patrick Sertain, cornerback out of Alabama. Yep. So our, our consensus consolidation, we had Patrick Sertain as our number one corner. Uh, they could go Caleb Farley here. It really just like depends, um, you know, which one they would want to prefer. But we think corner makes a lot of sense here. Um, it's a team that really adding to the defense is going to help. If they could get a quarterback somewhere too, maybe they can add another receiver or a running back, whatever the hell they want to do. But with where they stand, it looks like they might be stuck with Drew Locke. So at that point, just supplement the defense, build up the defense, get it as good as you can for when the offense finally figures it out. And then you can be an elite team. Uh, adding a number one corner like Patrick Sertain helps easily do that. Yeah, for sure. And if a Justin Fields, Trey Lance drop to this pick, we think it's a slam dunk in our mock. He did not. So we go Patrick Sertain here. Um, a very productive corner over at Alabama and someone who has a legacy behind their name. So uh, definitely one to watch out for. As we move on to our number 10 pick, we've got the Dallas Cowboys addressing the same position as they go Caleb Farley corner out of Virginia Tech. Yeah, so you know we were just talking about it, Caleb Farley. You love him. I know you do. I, I like him as well, too. He, he's a very good corner. He could argue you know, he's the number one corner in this class with Patrick Sertain, uh, but we have it obviously different. He's another guy who... You know, he, he could be a day one impact corner. It's hard for corners to do that in this league. We saw CJ Henderson have some success. So maybe these two guys can do it as well. Uh, but it just makes a lot of sense. The Cowboys, you know, they have just a couple holes here and there. If Dak gets healthy and then they can plug a hole or two, they're already a playoff team. So if Farley can come in and have a day one impact, that would be huge for this Cowboys team. Yeah, and that defense was horrendous, including the secondary. So definitely something they got to step up. Uh, they got rid of their defensive coordinator, brought a new one in, and now adding to that defense by taking Caleb Farley. Definitely going to be a big help. Chase will now go through 11 through 15. We've got the Giants taking Gregory Russo, edge from Miami. The 49ers taking Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle from Northwestern. The Chargers taking Jalen Waddell, wide receiver from Bama. The Vikings taking Christian Barmore, defensive tackle out of Bama. And then the Patriots taking Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida. Which one do you want to talk first? So I'm just going to... I want to hit on Rousseau and Slater just really quickly. Uh, 
because like Waddle and Pitts are the two I mostly want to talk about. Um, and then even 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 Barmore too. But Rousseau and Slater, uh, I just want to hand these real quick. Both these picks make a lot of sense. The 49ers, we'll, we'll start with the, the Rashawn Slater pick. They can get an offensive tackle who's ready to go day one. He can even move inside if you need him to because he has a little bit of length concerns. But I think he's powerful enough where he can play tackle and not have any concerns in the NFL anyway. And then Gregory Rousseau is an elite edge rusher, uh, someone that I love. He's He's a prospect that I've always really been a big fan of. Who think I think he could have a day one impact in the NFL. Uh, the Giants have a couple holes, but Edge could really be filled. So let's start with Jalen Waddle, uh, our our number three receiver consensus in the class. Some people have him as number two or number one. Um, I I think he's you know closer to like number four than he is to number one. But at the same time, he's neck and neck with Devontae Smith at number two. If, you know, he goes to the Chargers, Mike Williams, it looks like they might be kind of done with him. They didn't, um, you know, I, I don't know how long he's going to be left in L.A. Um, they didn't pick up the fifth year option, correct? Uh, they did. Or they did. They did. I mean, excuse me. That's what I meant to say. I don't know why the hell I said they didn't. They did pick up the fifth year option. Um, but regardless, we think that he could be done after that is over. Uh, he's been a little bit underwhelming in terms of production as a prospect or as a player in the NFL. So Jalen Waddle could really come in and be that, you know, stretch the field deep threat that Justin Herbert would really need. Yeah, and the Chargers have liked deep threats. They've had uh, Tyrell Williams. They also had Travis Benjamin. Now they bring in a deep threat that can do even more than just play the deep threat. Jalen Waddle, a very nice pick to add to the Justin Herbert arsenal. I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, when you have a guy that th- that is this talented here at 13, I think you got to pick them. And I think that the 49ers, they could have also looked there. Um, if Rashawn Slater dropped to the Chargers, maybe they look there to add more production for Herbert. Um, but the way our mock draft fell, Jalen Waddle goes to the Chargers. Chase, let's not talk about Christian Barmore, defensive tackle out of Bama. It was a no-brainer for us to go defense for this Vikings team. Uh, the defense really struggled. We are thinking defensive line was probably the most valuable spot right now. And we thought with Daniil Hunter on the outside, let's help bolster the inside by going the defensive tackle out of Alabama. Yeah, they can really build a strong pass rush and run stuffing, you know, defensive line here. If, if they fill all these holes, uh, Christian Barmore comes in and helps fill that hole. Obviously, their secondary is still going to be a little sus, uh, as we kind of saw this year. But, you know, it, it's about building in the right direction. Adding Barmore, day one impact type player, uh, you know, it helps kind of take that step in the right direction. And Chase... Kyle Pitts goes to the Patriots. We mentioned it, and I I think a lot of people are going to dislike the pick, and I know that in your own mock draft that you did a couple days before, you had him dropping one more spot to the Cardinals, a nice fit there, but the Patriots, they built their offense around tight ends before, and we've got a generational-type talent right here at this tight end spot with Kyle Pitts going 15. Yeah, like it, it definitely could happen. You know, they they spent some draft capital on two tight ends last year, both third round picks. Um, so who knows what Bill will be thinking over there? Uh, th- this is something that could happen because we, we saw you know Gronk, we saw Hernandez, two dynamic tight ends have you know great success there, and maybe they will try to you know repeat that success. The team uh, with the Patriots right now, the issue is obviously at the quarterback position. If they can figure out something with the quarterback in the offseason in terms of free agency or a trade, then sure, this Kyle Pitts pick makes a lot of sense. If not, maybe they, you know, reach on a quarterback. Maybe they go defense at that point or they still go Kyle Pitts anyway. Who knows? All I know is that Kyle Pitts, he does have the potential to be an immediate day one impact. Maybe, 
you know, like maybe he's a better impact than these receivers are um, in the the receiving game as a rookie. I don't know. He's one of these rare tight ends who can actually be a legitimate like day one guy. Moving on to 16 through 20, we've got the cards taking Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive guard out of USC. The Las Vegas Raiders taking Quiddy Pay, an edge out of the University of Michigan at 17. At 18, the Miami Dolphins back on the board as they select Travis Etienne, running back out of Clemson. The Washington football team take Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. And the Bears take Terrace Marshall, wide receiver out of LSU, with that 20th selection. Yeah, it's obvious the guys we want to talk about here. So we can move on from Vera Tucker, Vera Tucker and Pay. Vera Tucker is a great interior lineman. He's he's going to be a day one impact starter. Quiddy Pay is an edge rusher who had some success in Michigan, but has dropped a little bit in the draft board for some reason. But let's, let's get right to the nitty-gritty, right to who we want to talk about. Travis Etienne to the Dolphins. This makes a lot of sense. You know, Etienne, he's a solid pass catcher. Uh, he's not the best in the draft, but he's definitely improved on his college career. He's, you know, that kind of Ronald Jones type of runner where once he hits the hole, he will be gone. He doesn't go down as easy, but still goes down a little bit easier than maybe some of his competitors. But he's had a lot of college success, and he's someone, you know, he should, in the right situation, be a rookie of the year type candidate because he just has that talent. Yeah, and we went ETN over Najee Harris here because we think Tua would rather the help out of the backfield rather than the straight power. Obviously, Najee can add to catching out of the backfield. However, ETN, a little bit better verse in that category as of right now. So we gave Tua a little bit more help rather than trying to change the game plan and go run heavy. Uh, ETN, obviously a great runner as well. So we like that pick for the Dolphins. With a football team, Rashad Bateman next to Terry McLaurin. Uh, That's going to be a a dangerous wide receiver duo for many years to come. And a guy that I think, honestly, could be the most productive in year one. Rashad Bateman might be able to outproduce those top three wide receivers in year one just because of how physically gifted he is already. Yeah, his physical tools are prototypical X receiver, uh, you know, NFL pro bowler type guy. And in Washington with Terry McLaurin and Rashad Bateman, that becomes a very hard team to cover because both those guys would command top coverage. So someone would pretty much always be open unless you try to throw a safety in a corner on one of the two. And even at that point, if you're doing that, you're going to find somebody open over the top. If they find the quarterback and they take Rashad Bateman too, this is a very hard team to defend against because somebody will always be open no matter what, really. So taking Bateman here would make so much sense. I'm pretty sure he's your receiver four in the draft. He's my receiver five in the draft. Uh, but it's not by very much. He's my five. He could easily be my four. So this pick would be awesome. And then to the Bears, Terrace Marshall out of LSU uh, and kind of an underrated player to me. I, I like, you know, he could fall out of the first round. It's very possible. I think he's someone who should be a lock for a first round pick, though. He's got that size, you know, like kind of like Rashad Bateman ha- has good size too. Um, you know, Terrace Marshall, he has great size at 6'3". Allen Robinson's on the move. They've got two smaller guys already in Chicago and Darnell Moody and Anthony Miller. So you bring in someone with more size, someone who's got a decent route tree and Terrace Marshall. Boom, there you go. A lot of wide receivers that could be taken here. Uh, I, I think it's a slam dunk pick, though, to go wide receiver. There's no quarterbacks there to replace Mitch Trubisky unless you go Mac Jones. We're not a believer that Mac Jones would go right here. Uh, so we go wide receiver. Terrace Marshall was 
one that we talked about. I know Chase likes him a little bit more than I. If you want to know where both of us have him ranked, make sure to check out our wide receiver rankings, which will be coming in the next couple of weeks, month or so. Uh, but Chase, we now move on to 21 through 26 as we have the Colts going with Kadarius Tony out of Florida. The Titans going Aziz Ojalari Edge out of Georgia. The Jets taking Najee Harris, running back out of Alabama. The Steelers going with Christian Derrissaw, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. The Jags taking Jace Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. And then the Browns taking Jeremiah Awusu Koromora, linebacker out of Notre Dame. Like, there's a lot of great picks here. Like, all six of these picks are great values for these teams. And so, like, I kind of, like, I, I won't go super in-depth. Um, You know, I'll let you do you, you too. Uh, we'll, I'll, we'll go one by one so we can talk about each player. But, like, I definitely I at least want to mention something about each player. Uh, Kadarius Tony is someone who's really shooting up people's draft boards. A lot of people are trying to push him to the first round. Uh, we think it would make a lot of sense. You know, the, the runner receivers, the Colts are going to want to grab their guy because, really, if, like, T.Y. Hill and he should be cut and they could use an extra receiver, whatever they figure out for the quarterback position. Um, if, if they have those weapons, they are a I mean, I, like they have Carson Wentz. I'm just saying if he like proves to like actually be like a starter, and not a flop is what I meant to say. Um, but they, you know, they, they have those weapons. They could be a legitimate, you know, playoff impact type team. Yeah, bringing in Carson Wentz, you definitely want to build around him, help get his confidence back up, try to get him to the level of play he saw in Philly in his earlier years. Uh, I think we do that with Kadarius Toney, bringing in another good wide receiver for him. They drafted Pittman last year, drafted Jonathan Taylor last year. The offensive line is already a very good offensive line. So just adding another weapon, going to help boost that confidence, maybe get Carson Wentz to that level he saw previous and push them into the playoffs. Chase will now talk about the Titans and Aziz Ojalari, the edge out of Georgia. I watched a bit of Georgia games and I, I love Aziz Ojalari. And I know a lot of people have him going a little bit later, sometimes in the late twenties, early thirties. I've even seen him drop to the second round. This is a guy that doesn't necessarily have the numbers, but when you watch the tape, whenever he is on the field, he is in the quarterback's face. It might not result in a sack every time, but he's got the pressure. He's there all the time. He's going to make it so much easier on the other defensive linemen to do their job. So uh, a pick here that I absolutely love. The Titans need help there. Jadavion Clowney's not going to be coming back. Aziz Ojolari, one of my favorite players in this draft. Yeah, and... Like, really, when it comes to edge, the eye test is a huge thing. Um, the numbers help, of course, but you can you can usually tell if someone's going to be able to have success in the NFL just based on the eye test. And Aziz Ojalari is a guy that really passes that test well. Moving on to the Jets, taking Najee Harris, my running back one in the draft, a little bit spoiler to our rankings that are going to be coming up eventually. Um, I, I think he's just the most ready to dominate in the NFL. He's going to dominate in the NFL. Uh, with the Jets, you know, he's still possesses some receiving ability it's something that i think he can and will get better on um he, he pass blocks well and then obviously as a runner you know he's tremendous he's gonna be someone who runs in the four or fives before his size that you know that's that's great maybe he can even sneak into the high four fours which would be tremendous but he cuts well regardless of his size he's hard to take down he's just really a man at the running back position and for the Jets to be able to have a dominant runner back there to help take pressure off of Zach Wilson, that's going to be huge. So a Zach Wilson, Najee Harris draft would be awesome for the Jets in the first round. 
Chase will now move on to Christian Darisaw, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech for the Steelers. Um, the Steelers offensive line, one of the best a couple years ago. However, they're getting a lot older. Big Ben, he's not mobile at all. I know there's some question, will be will he be the starter next year? Uh, right now, I don't really see how he's not. There's not many quarterbacks out there uh, that are on the market that they're going to be able to go out and pay. So I, I feel like just adding a good offensive tackle to help protect Big Ben is is a good pick here. Yeah, if, if they're not going to be able to get, because I think Najee Harris would be the dream pick, um, but if they're not able to get him, then just get as much protection as you can for Roethlisberger so he's able to throw the ball a little bit better. is uh, a guy who I, like, if I did my true rankings, he would be ranked higher than 24th on my list, so they're getting good value here. He's someone who is ready to come in day one and be an immediate blocker for your team. Uh, he, he's just, he's got good size and he's really just got like man strength and good technicality. Uh, he, he would be just an immediate great fit for the Steelers. Absolutely. We move on to Jace Horn corner out of South Carolina. The Jags go with him here. And I think it's just because having Horn and Henderson next to each other would be a flashback to Ramsey and Bouye. They want to help the defense out some more. They've already helped out the offense by taking Trevor Lawrence. They've already got great weapons there. So we go defense here, and we think that Jace Horn would be a great pick for him. Yeah, something I could very, you know, very well see happening. If, if I think defense is the move here, regardless uh, whether that be linebacker, corner, depends how the draft falls. Uh, Jace Horn is just he's too talented to kind of let slip further than this point. If they get that shut down one-two corner, you know, they still have a decent linebacking core. Miles Jack is a guy that you and I both love. And that offense, I mean, they're all they are is a tight end away from being built at this point, and they can easily get one in the second round. Uh, two guys, and Brevin Jordan and Pat Fryermuth, they could take, and they'd be ready to go. The Jags could really build themselves a hell of a team out of this draft, and you might as well just go with the best value at the defensive position at this point. Absolutely. And then the Browns, they go the linebacker out of Notre Dame. Jeremiah Owusu, Koromora. Uh the the Browns have a lot of a lot of problems in their back seven with Jace Horn off the board. They go the next best available that could be at linebacker here with Owusu Koromora. Yeah, this is a guy that, you know, like draft pundits are really starting to fall in love with more and more. Uh, we're think you know, like so, this, you still see him sometimes in the second round. You're going to see him rise into the first round pretty consistently in drafts more and more as the offseason goes along, especially as they can start doing pro days and testing and stuff. He's just a talented dude. He, he's a he's, he's just an alpha linebacker. He's someone, you know, he comes in, he he'll he'll get to the QB. He'll he'll be able to you know, pass protect. He'll do really everything that you need a number one linebacker to do. You know, he'll probably be someone who can kind of like, you know, captain and command that defense. Uh, you know, like like how Sean Lee, you know, for so many years for the Cowboys, he was just like looked at as, you know, the ultimate signal caller, you know, in, you know, that linebacker core and in that defense. Uh, Owusu Kormara could really be that guy. Great pick there for them. Now we move on to our last couple of picks. As at 27, the Ravens go Samuel Cosme, offensive tackle out of Texas. The Saints go Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. The Packers go Rondell Moore, wide receiver out of Purdue. The Buffalo Bills go Javante Williams, running back out of North Carolina. The Chiefs go Amon Ross St. Brown, wide receiver out of USC. And the Buccaneers go Jalen Phillips, defensive end out of Miami. Uh, Chase, let's talk about the Ravens first, just because they've got great offensive tackles. Why would they go an offensive tackle in the first round here? Oh, well, it looks like one of their offensive tackles 
is not very happy with playing right tackle. Yeah, it's, it's Orlando Brown, right? Like, dude's like, dude, play me at left tackle. It's like, no, we, we don't need you. He's like, all right, well, get me the hell out of here then. So they might have to do that. And if that happens, obviously a replacement would be needed. And Cosme is a guy who can come in and, you know, not necessarily be at a super elite level right away, but he's someone who can come in and do the job. So that, that pick would make a ton of sense. Absolutely. And then the Saints, Mac Jones, uh, Drew Brees retiring this year. And is Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston the true answer? If you don't think so, you bring in Mac Jones. He can back up one of those two for this year, maybe even start this year. Just learn and take that starting job next year. You know, I think this is the one pick in the draft that Mike and I made that would be like a maybe a surprise. Uh, we are both believers that he's going to end up being a day one pick by the time, you know, the process comes along. Um, I think he might even go higher than this. But if not, the Saints makes a lot of sense. He's a similar quarterback to Drew Brees uh, in terms of very accurate and smart decision making. Does not take a lot of risks. Um, his ceiling is probably not quite Drew Brees, but he, he hasn't a ceiling to be a solid NFL starter. Uh, it would really make a lot of sense. Moving on to the Packers, though, Rondale Moore. This is a pick that I love and I hate. As a as a Lions fan, I hate it because I don't want the Packers getting you know weapons. I don't want them just like getting better. I want them to suck, of course. But you know, as a football fan, as a Rondale Moore fan, a huge Rondale Moore truther. Holy hell, this would be like the fit because you got Devontae Adams already. You've you've got uh, what's what's his nuts at the tight end position that just broke out this year, Robert Tonian and AJ Dillon in the backfield. Maybe they keep Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones around too. All they need is another receiver to take some uh, pressure off, and you bring in Rondell Moore, this very dynamic, unique receiver. Uh, not anybody really liked him in the NFL. He's completely different from Devontae Adams. He gets separation. You know, he can you can throw him a three-yard slant, and he'll take it 25 yards by you know creating space for himself and getting around defenders. Or you can throw it to him downfield. He'll make a great contested catch. He's a really strong dude. He squats 600 pounds, only being 5'9". He is just a special human being. An absolute playmaker, which I think is really the only thing the Packers need on top of, you know, Aaron Rodgers playing at that MVP level like we saw this year. Add another playmaker on the outside. Add another playmaker that can do it in the backfield as well. Rondell Moore is a perfect pick for the Packers at 29. Chase, let's talk about the Bills and Javante Williams. You said that the Bills are only one running back away from a Super Bowl. They get it here. Yeah, you know, I I really think that is the case. If they get a running back who can do everything on the field, then like they're they're gonna be in the Super Bowl next year. And I'm if they take Javante Williams here, I will safely call that they are my Super Bowl favorites. If the draft happens and they and they draft Javante Williams, or if they somehow get Najee Harris, um, or even Travis Etienne, I will immediately go into my phone, go into the Barstool Sportsbook, and place a future bet on the Bills winning the Super Bowl because that's all they need. Javante Williams is he, he he's this guy. He's got that prototypical size, you know, he's 5'11, 220. He's got good receiving ability. He runs the ball well. He's a true all-purpose back. He's someone who's ready, you know, to command the workload by himself. You know, he shared the backfield with Michael Carter at UNC, but like it, it's kind of sugarcoating his true talent. NFL teams, they know where to find this talent. They'll clearly see it past it. He'll end up being a high pick, and to the Bills would be a great fit for the dude. Yeah, and there's some other running backs out there that could go as well. I know Chase is a big fan of Kenneth Gainwell, but we decided to go Williams. Just a little bit more of a pure runner than some of the other guys out there. With the 31st pick, the Chiefs go Amon Ross St. Brown, wide receiver out of USC. Um, 
this is one of the teams where they don't need much. And uh, it looked like they needed offensive line quite badly uh, in the Super Bowl. However, they did have both of their offensive tackles injured. Uh, Obviously, that's going to be hard to overcome. But with Sammy Watkins most likely on his way out through free agency, we think they just add another wide receiver, add another weapon, and that's Amon Ross St. Brown out of USC. Yeah, it's really about asking Mahomes which receiver that he wants that's left on the board. And, you know, uh, Amon Ra is probably the guy that we both would have next on our list based on the guys that are gone thus far. Um, He's a borderline first-round talent, maybe second-round talent, um, but he's someone who can command, like, targets day one. He's good enough where he's going to be able to run a decent route tree. He's got the hands. He's got the physicality. Uh, He's really got just some tremendous talent. Uh, If he goes to the Chiefs, he becomes one of my favorite fantasy rookies, like, ever because it's just a great fit. Uh, you, you know, you can throw to Tyreek and Travis Kelsey. Um, like, and obviously they, it's going to be expected and it's hard to defend, but if they can get an Amon Rossi Brown type of receiver, those uh, targets will cut down a little between those two. They'll go to him. He'll be open. Cause you got to worry about double covering Kelsey and Hill and he'll do some special things. So if this happens, it makes the chiefs just even more of a super team. Absolutely. And then with the final pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go Jalen Phillips, defensive end out of Miami. Why did we go a defensive end when they just looked so damn good in the Super Bowl with their defense? Well, a lot of players are up for new contracts. This just gives them the uh the, the backup plan, a little bit more leverage and negotiations, everything like that. Uh a, a great player and a, a great pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, and he's somebody like even with his size. Um, if you need to, like, if if the defensive ends that like you know that the Bucks have expiring, if they end up signing him, you could really throw him at linebacker and he'll like outside linebacker. He'll be perfectly fine too because he's you know, he's got that two six five two sixty five. He's that perfect size where you could really use him anywhere. Um, and and that like that spot of the field and he'll be great. So just keep adding to this defense uh, and try to keep the Bucks winning because they are right now in a hell of a position to win with Tom Brady. Absolutely. That is it for the WNP. We're not professionals. 1.0 mock draft. Chase, let me ask you, what is your favorite pick in this mock draft? My favorite pick is actually Trey Lance to the Carolina Panthers. I just think this one will work out so well. Matt Rule would get a dude that he can develop who could become the best player in this draft class. I really think that's in the realm of possibility. He could have a Josh Allen type of curve, but I think he might be able to hit it quicker than Josh Allen because I think he is more polished than Josh Allen coming out of the draft. Um, it would it would just be great. Um, he probably wouldn't play this year. Maybe he gets some time later on in the season, but they would still have Teddy. Uh, you know, you don't need to force Teddy out quite yet. Absolutely. I think I'm going to go Aziz Ojolari. I talked about it before. I just... A guy that is able to get pressure on basically every single one of his snaps. Uh, I absolutely love it. And the Titans, that's that's really all their defense needs. Uh, and they could be a Super Bowl contender. But that's going to do it for the episode. If you guys want to stay up to date with all that we do, you can follow us at WNP Sports Pod on Twitter. That's again at WNP Sports Pod on Twitter. And we got a lot of good stuff coming up. We've got a free agent show coming up. We've got our rankings, our draft rankings coming up with the QBs, wide receivers, running backs. Uh, we'll even do some fantasy hot takes, some regular season hot takes, a lot of awesome stuff coming up on the show so make sure to stay up to date 
by following our Twitter as well as our Facebook and Instagram accounts because we will keep you up to date there as well. If you are listening on on YouTube, if you could please give us a like, give us a subscribe, and comment what you guys think about this mock draft down below. If you could also hit the bell to turn on notifications, that would be really appreciated. If you're listening on a podcast platform, if you could follow us and give us a five-star rating, we would really appreciate that. That's going to be it for the show. We want to thank you so much for coming out. And as always, we're not professionals. Uh-huh.